to me, it's the history. Yeah. It's the story. It's the, uh, the heritage that is America and mm-hmm. brought into Kentucky and then expanded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and seriously, like your passion for it got me excited. Eric had me, Eric got me going more, pulled me away from scotch more. And then you and your, you know, unrelenting commitment to that and your trips to, uh, the locations and hearing about that, like it, it brought me in. It took a little bit, right? Cause it you, did. I think you told me about like benchmark a good, almost maybe a year and a half ago. And I, you know, that's I was how like, I started on bourbon. Yeah. yeah. And Greg's like, it was from him. Try this $10 yeah. bourbon. Yeah. It's a sleeper. Yeah, it is. So it's like you and that, um, really you're the, we mentioned you a lot in our shows. Like we have a guy is, you know, super, you know, knowledgeable and experienced and goes these places. And you're basically referenced a lot. Um, not by name properly, but now that they know you, they're going to have a face to what we always talk about. Like this guy told us about this and experienced this. So I'm excited because I got this Fortuna when it first came out on sellbacks and it wasn't like now so doing research today. I see that it's actually a total wine. Mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't even know it was there because the sellbacks pricing is um is like over ten dollars uh less is it sealbacks how do you what do you even say is it sealbacks sellbacks sealbacks but yeah i paid about that so 85 and look at look at total wines like they want 99 oh wow mm-hmm. yeah and, and i didn't realize it was actually on a shelf here uh, it wasn't there initially this this is a new development um but i had it and me and eric intended to do this quite a while ago and i that's why it's open because i was like oh my god it's sitting there and i like i gotta try it and i like it i liked it and i didn't obviously well i drank a little bit but just a little bit a little bit it was really good it was really good it reminded me of some other good ones Mm -hmm. and that's why i kind of kept in it and um but you i appreciate what you dug into so we're looking forward to hearing well, it should, and you know, getting back to you, it brings you back. It should bring you back because the original founder, he worked for Stitzel, and then it changed hands a couple of times. The branding changed, and then in the '60s, when Bourbon died, it sat dormant yeah. until you know the new uh, character, rare character whiskey came in in 2020, 2021, and started digging through dust covered bottles mm. and that's where the labeling comes from that's where mm. the play, flavor profile comes from they're blending six different barrels now through the um, suppliers that they get mm. mgp unknown sources in kentucky yeah. and um tennessee so they're blending those six barrels to mm. come up with their with their flavor profile that they're getting from that bottle that they found oh really deep in a cellar so they they like they open the bottle and they're like they're trying to match basically those flavors and notes and stuff like that with the flavors and notes and the artwork wow yeah that's, that's complicated cool. so and then they bring it in at 102 proof and um they're actually starting to uh push out a uh a higher proof really uh, so we'll see how that comes out if they if they push it so that's pretty complicated he and i have wondered about those brands that have this uh 
name lineage. And we wonder if when they're brought back 100 years later, 80 years later and stuff like that. Yeah. Are they really what that guy uh, was sipping? And that's cool that they put to put that effort into that. So well, let's start. Let's start doing the nose and the taste and then we can continue talking about it. But I like I don't like to talk on a on a dry mouth. <laughs> so it smells one. It says one hundred two. One hundred two. I can smell the caramel. Yeah, we poured this. Let it sit a tiny bit. At least some burned off. It's a nice 102, though. It's not like mm -hmm. yeah. overpowering, but it gives you enough. Mm. So if you sit and you listen to some interviews with the CEO, Peter, they say they unknown, unknown or unnamed sources yeah. through Kentucky. Um, what do you suspect? Well, digging into one of his partners, Andy Shapira, Shapira family founded Heaven Hill mm. and it's still owned by them. So they're getting these bottles, they're getting these um, barrels that are somewhat unwanted by these big distillers. Mm. And then they're bringing them and they're mixing them to their fla flavor profile that they want to achieve. And I think they achieved a good profile with yeah, this bottle. And the gentleman that this is from the 1800s, right? This brand, 1800s, it went. 1880. 1880. Mm -hmm. And he had a uh, a German lineage, right? Wasn't he? Was he like an immigrant or something? What was the deal with that? I didn't really dig too far into his past, but when he came onto the scene, he worked for Stitzel in Louisville. Okay. Oh, really? So you, you and that's why you have, um, that's the, it's just you know bourbon and its history. Everybody's worked for somebody or have had that involvement, mm -hmm. and it's that network. And everybody helps everybody yeah. out if they have a disaster. Other companies step in to mm -hmm. to help make their product. So it's cool that like someone for exactly example like someone will be with Stitzel for you know years and do their thing there and then they'll move on to another company and maybe start their own or just be a master distiller at a different company and bring all that knowledge there and it's just it's just shared amongst the bourbon community it is and it helps it grow but so gone the nose mm. brown sugar rye mm -hmm. it's rye. a high rye right so yeah. this thing's like a basically a high rye bourbon or something yeah they're saying rye bread graham crackers and of course you have the caramel mm-hmm mm -hmm. yep Graham cracker. And I, go ahead. Unlike other bourbons, their taste is very similar to the smell. Mm. I think I think I was reading do you do you know where the, the name Fortuna came from? I did not research that. The the founder it was based on the like good fortune. He started his company and mm -hmm. he wanted good fortune, so the he that's where he got Fortuna from. Yeah, it's uh, he strived to delight customers far and wide by sharing some of the taste of good fortune provided to his family. So is he reciprocating on the uh, essential blessings of moving to 
America and, you know, the, the opportunities that awaited him, that might be it. Yeah. And a good part about this is all the barrels are at least six years old. All of them that go, that go into this. And when you dive in, when you dive into the history of how, um, it, you know, it goes from Stitzel to Glencoe and then national distillers. And then it just, in the sixties when bourbon died, it, it just stops. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, um, it was picked back up by, you know, rare character whiskey. And, um, they, they have a few different bottles in their, uh, in their selection to choose from. But with this, it's, um, it's really taking, um, it's a lineage bottle. So mm-hmm. they want to bring the past back to life. And I think they've done it well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's cool. Pay back homage to the past where bourbon started. Yeah. Cool. Back label. Yeah. D- yeah actually that's a pretty cool point about tasting what it matching the smell. Mm-hmm. And then the finish, um, as should have the same profile with a little black pepper, a yeah. mild burn, and they're yep. saying some black tea. Hmm. Never tasted, never thought about that. Hmm. It stays on the pa- you, like it stays on the palate. Does it stay on the palate with you guys? It's, it does. It holds on. Nice dry finish. Yeah. When you think about the black tea, yeah, it, it does come out. But mm-hmm. I don't get that right away. It's, it's not a very yeah. standout. Yeah. No. But the bottle is pretty cool too, and I think the bottle pays pays homage to the original bottle as well, right? It does. Yeah, the, the, the artwork. Yeah. Yeah. Six year old traditional rye, 102 distilled and aged. They're saying all of it's Kentucky. Is this 100% Kentucky? Well, even though it's different locations in Kentucky? Distilled and aged in Kentucky. So they may have poured, because they pull from MGP, mm-hmm. they pull from unknown sources in Tennessee. And Tennessee. Unknown sources in Kentucky. Mm. Um, and uh, one interview I was watching, it's, um, you know, when they get set up with these uh, distilling companies in Kentucky, by the time they get to the quality control, they get yeah. they get the big chopping block from the quality control and say, like, hey, you can't name us here <laughs> because they're getting these bottles, these they're, these barrels that they don't want to push out or maybe it's right. not meeting their flavor profile, right. but it is to, you know, to this company. That's cool that, like nothing goes to waste you know like yeah if something doesn't work out for you you know you another company is willing to mm-hmm. add it to theirs and dude it it can create a really great bourbon like right here look at this yeah. you know and that's what bourbon's about yeah. from you know the oak to the corn and mm-hmm. the soil and it all plays a part and then by the time the the mash goes in and and you know the mash is even recycled for cattle yeah. feed yep. right and grain to glass uh, and then back to the uh, and the oak look at all these artists that are doing stuff with the the staves now yeah yeah like our shelves yeah. i mean they're the dudes doing great stave shelves mm-hmm. so, i'd like to be that cattle though imagine that oh you know, man just munching on mash all day <laughs> man so let's go to the next uh, tab so you got fortuna okay uh so going back to the history of this bottle and you know resurrecting it uh, from Stitzel to Glencoe to National Distillers, that's something I like about bourbon is because there's a lot of different labels. There's a few players, and 
it's the history. So national distillers come down to it. That's something that everybody who has ever been to Kentucky knows the Colonel's castle. Mm -hmm. So, you know, old Taylor, if you uh, scroll down a little bit, he was part of national distillers and there's some of their labels. You know, you have the old granddad. Mm. That's so cool. Yeah, you have Taylor. You have uh, just, and, you know, Lux Row. It's all there. And now Lux is a part of, what, MGP? Yeah. And when you go to uh, the next tab uh, to that, you have... Uh, so, MGP brands, something mm. that everybody's always seen, you know, Ezra Brooks, Yellowstone, mm. Dos Primos. And to me, um, what, but you know, with the, with the sweat and the labor and the, the, uh, ingenuity behind such an American product, yeah. mm-hmm. our neighbors just to the South of us, they do the same thing with tequila. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Mm-hmm. it, um, the dedication to the quality shows, mm-hmm. especially when, you know, you're 200 years in the making. Yeah. So you go to MGP who sells their brands to everybody, whether it's theirs or, you know, 10, uh, old soul, 10 cup. Hmm. Um, they, uh, they do great things yeah. up there in Indiana. Everything kind of pays homage to the origins of, of bourbon, you mm-hmm. know, like from the bottle to the, the spirit inside. So I think that's very cool. Scroll down a little bit, Lee. Yeah, let's go to the next tab. Yeah, I started reading this one too. Mm-hmm. It's it's got some good stuff, you know. The the, the MSRP is eighty five, you know, the Bruce one hundred two, and then it goes down into the history. So if you scroll down a little bit, you can actually see, um, you know, what we were just talking about and how this new company is brought into. Nope, not too, not so fast. Go a little bit. There we go. It's brought into, you know, into another company that's still really prevalent. It's Heaven Hill. So, you know, Andy's family has run Heaven Hill. And, you know, bringing in that when the two brothers started Heaven Hill, who do they look for for help? Yeah, the Beam family. Yeah. So, Mm. um, you know, they brought over a Beam and uh, Mm. it's, uh, they brought over Parker Beam. Hmm. which uh, when you go to heaven hill if you're lucky enough to grab a bottle of parker's heritage really it uh they're paying homage to parker beam Hmm. that's cool and you know jim beam got me started in the whole bourbon world because and everybody's like oh it's jim beam but you don't understand how you know jim beam is still family owned Yeah. yeah you know just like heaven hill yeah and everybody in modern day has a beam somewhere yeah. In their distiller, whether it's Mectors, you know, Heaven Hill pays homage to it. And uh, it's, they're doing good things. I, yeah, I feel like people think of Jim Beam like just shelf whiskey, you know, like entry level, like, oh, there's, but there's so much more than just that, yeah. like basic Jim Beam. Mm-hmm. The foundation. And, yeah. <clears throat> My wife just made a trip to Indiana and she stopped at Jim Beam and she walks in and she's like, hey, do you guys have anything special today? And they're like, well, if you wait 15 minutes over there in that line, uh, we're actually releasing a, uh, a bottle today and uh, Fred and Freddie No are going to be here too. Um, That's awesome. So she waited around. She got some pictures. She yeah. got the bottles autographed. Oh, yeah. And um, Jim Beam will always be special 
place yeah. place for me. It's right. cool. Like I, right. yeah. I've been. We were in Kentucky at the same time, and I had uh, I had went to Jim Beam. That, they were probably one of the coolest just distillers, like mm-hmm. for like warehouse wise, and like they were huge, and there was so much like just cool things to see there. You mm-hmm. know, everything from their um, their main area to where you're drinking. You know, upstairs where they had that whole bar set up. That mm-hmm. was cool. That yeah. was really cool. And if you make it over, they you know they have that new restaurant and bar there and their head bartender he i think he's like number three in kentucky for the most popular bartender oh really he's won some awards and that's wow. cool. um he makes some good stuff so uh, last year when the wife and i were there we you know had a had a pizza and i'm like hey pour me some of this and pour me some of that so some of the stuff that you can't get outside the distillery right. that's very limited mm. and um you know sticking with jim beam you know behind your shoulder leaves that jim yeah. beam distiller masterpiece yep. So when Thanks my son, to you, yeah. yeah, when my son was born, I found that bottle. It was one ninety nine, and uh, he's eight now. And I didn't want to wait that long until he turns twenty one <laughs> <Yeah>. to try it. <laughs> so I went and bought another one, and I've uh, had a couple pours out of it. But you know, when people think Jim Beam, they think that that, that white label. But yeah. it's so much more. It's so much more and than the white label. Would you crack that, Lee? It's it's complex and it, it's delicious. I'm afraid delicious. until I have like something to, I, I want to try something before I, I really don't want to crack it. Mm. That was quite, the, Dude, that was, I was quite the score. one of those people. Like yeah. all, when I saw Jim Beam, I saw a white label, just basic, like I didn't even touch it. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, now nah, that's like the basic Jack Daniels of things, you know, but yeah. since I've been to Kentucky and you've opened my eyes to just bourbon in general, like, um, they have so much stuff to offer, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's so tasty. And that it's so cool that everything's intertwined. Like, dude, I don't know. I just, I love bourbon so much. And Jim Beam is probably one of my favorites now. Jim Beam and Woodford are probably one of my two favorite, mm-hmm. favorite uh, distilleries. So. And talk about distilleries, you know, um, it's, you, you should try the Jim Beam, uh, you know, whether it's a special occasion or so, it's something. It's, he doesn't like to open his bottles. I'm yeah, the opposite. It's, I'll, I'll crack over a bottle. You only live once, Lee. Yeah, that is well worth it. I don't know, man. So, once it's open to like, I can't have it on, I don't like yeah. put it on display once it's like, not once it's open as well. Yeah. And distilleries, they're, they're so unique, but at the same time, they have their own little thing to offer. And that's, that's going there and experiencing that. It, it's, mm. uh, it, it ties into the story, which is, you know, the taste of bourbon is amazing to me and you know what there's no wrong, wrong way to drink bourbon but to experience you know the distilling process and the mm. history and see the grounds yeah. that have uh, been around for mm. multi-generations whether it's family owned or you know large corporation owned it's uh it's a good experience and you know we try to go up there every year or yeah. every two years and uh, last year you joined us at whiskey thief yeah so I was just going to say, I'll tell you what's cool is like seeing, like we were there and we saw pretty, we saw like what, seven or eight distilleries mm-hmm. and whiskey thief was probably one of my favorite just cause of how small and family owned it is like to see where something starts mm-hmm. and then to go to like a Jim beam where like it yeah. is like, it's the Mecca, yeah. you know, it goes from family owned in a warehouse to, and they're, they're actually clearing a bunch of land and mm. um, expanding their stuff. But it's this, up now. Oh really? It is up and uh, Cleo the uh, cat. <laughs> Sam <laughs> he, loved that. He's cat. chilling. Yeah. He's chilling in that uh, new uh, rack house. And the dog—I forget what the dog's name was—but they had a pretty cool dog there too. Yeah, they do. But but it, to be able to sit there and to, to try you know samples at Buffalo Trace 
And for that guy to say, hey, if you want to try something cool, go down the road. It's yeah. five, ten minutes away. Yeah. Whiskey Thief. It, it's just inviting. And as you drive yeah. down the hills and turn the corner and you come up on this barn, you see this huge copper, yeah. you know, just, just glaring out of the, if the sun's hitting it just right. And it's like, hey. he's out, just, He's got an outdoor situation? No, it's all in a barn. Oh, okay. Yeah, you just pull up on it and... You walk in and they have uh, two, three different tasting areas, and you get to try six different barrels right yeah. out of the just right laying, out of thief. Laying on the ground, th- you take the thief right out of the, like, and it's unfiltered raw. Like you're getting chunks of char in in your glass. Like it, it was a cool experience. And Greg actually uh, stayed there in the RV mm-hmm. overnight. The RV, Clark. Yeah, yeah they're mm-hmm. uh, they're a host and a harvest host. So my wife put together this family <clears throat> trip. And we started and we went to, you know, through Tennessee up to Kentucky. And then I wanted some, uh, I wanted some low country food. So we drove all the way to uh, South Carolina just for lunch. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, the shrimp and grits. Yeah. Mm. Shrimp and grits. Mm. And then, uh, since it was summer, we had to do something for the boys. So we took him over to Kennedy and thankfully yeah. that day, oh, that's cool. a rocket launched, uh, oh, man. At, really? at the end of the day. So Dude. we sat there, um, my wife was making tacos and, uh, she came out right over the water. Rocket went oh, up. Man. We Dude, went in. You can't touch that. Dude. That's, like, that's cool. Yeah. That's wow. Bad. And parked right next to us was uh, this girl from college, and she's a she was an aeronautical engineer, uh, or going to be. And so my wife, or my uh, son and her were just talking about. Oh, man. Yeah. They're just going. There's the beginning. Yeah. So it's. That's cool. Yeah. It's and the journey. Stuff like that. Yeah. The journey and the story. Yeah. Like, um. Dude, you, it's like, it's way better than Disney. Like, you just go to Kentucky, you stay at an Airbnb or an RV or whatever, mm-hmm. and you just, like, distillery hop mm. for yeah. two days a and, week, you know, yeah. whatever. In October, know. we're going up, we're going to stay in a uh, in a Airbnb. Mm. We got a extra bedroom or two. If, yeah, uh, I'm trying. Yeah, I got to make it up. I got to break it to somebody, you know, if I can pull this off. Yeah, you I said you were already going to ask her, so. Yeah, I know. It's just, <laughs> yeah. I want to go. Yeah, and that's because... Every time you go there, you might discover something new. Yeah. And that's that's the fun and the whole thing is discovering that bottle that no one else has or something you haven't tried before. And these distilleries, I was uh, listening to uh, Buffalo Trace the other day. They have b- bourbon in the barrel slated for 2047. You know, these Whoa. guys are planning oh, wow. Wow. Um, year, way in advance, you know, way in advance wow. because, you know, bourbon has came back you know a lot since the 80s for us but it's just now being discovered overseas asia yeah and the european market they're going crazy for it now too really so these distilleries who to think you know back you know 10 years ago rye was not a big thing right and now in the last few years rye has just exploded it's hot yeah there's some big rye pullers yeah and that's yeah you know going back to the jim beam you know we uh, a few years back we went to mictors and this was before they had the downtown experience open so we pull up the mictors and uh where i'm sitting there in a parking lot trying to read the door seeing if you know when they open when they close if they offer any tours and this uh, this guy comes walking out. He comes over to me. He's like, "Hey, can I help you with anything?" I'm like, "I we love Mictors. We love the product. The quality is amazing." And uh, he's like, "Well, can I ask there any questions for you?" So we're sitting there talking. Hmm. 10, 15, 20 minutes goes by. He's Dan McGee. Back then, he was the assistant uh, master distiller. Now he's a headmaster distiller. Wow. But when Mictors was started back up, they they took someone from Jim Beam, hmm. you know, to uh, pull over to to form Mictors. Hmm. And that's you know when someone asks, "Hey, what's a good rye?" to make a old fashioned from 
I say Victor's rye because nice. everything's high quality and it's kosher. Right. And and um, that was something. And it's it's hmm. just the story. And, yeah. and, you know, it just pulls back and how it, it all encompasses everybody. 100%. Yeah. It's so, so yeah, cool. Lee wasn't always a fan of rye, but I feel no. like lately yeah. he's yeah. starting to get into the rye yep. and stuff. I'm handling the spice. Like, this is high spice. Like, I, what, what do you think? Back in November, I probably wouldn't even maybe like this. I don't know. I think back in November, you've had some, you had some, you started off with some rye that were really bad. It screwed me up. Yeah. Yeah. And and it it kind of put you away from it. Correct. Yeah. Well, remember when uh, he said he didn't like a weeded bourbon? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) and I poured him. He had no idea he was drinking Weller. (laughs) And I poured him some Weller. He's like, man, this is great. I'm like, it's it's a weeded (laughs) bourbon. You know, and that's, and that, you know, just the, the history going back to it, it you, you go to weller and everybody's like oh pappy 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 yeah well pappy worked for stitzel weller yeah and then when he took over hmm. the distillery he blended weller to make <laughs> pappy yeah and you know everything going in is pretty much the same thing yeah the same ingredients but what makes it unique is where it's at in the rack house whether it's on the top floor or the bottom floor or somewhere right. in the middle where, you know, how that rack house is exposed to the sunlight or what weather it goes through that particular distilling season. That makes it special. And for, you know, the Colonel Taylors and the Blantons to be able to pull those certain barrels to make their flavor profile to help bring bourbon back to petition the government to say, hey, we need a bottle and bond act. Hey, we need this. Yeah, that's awesome. That, That to me is... The story of America and how it grows. Yeah, I agree. So, it's a uh, it's good stuff. It's just well, in exciting. like these distilleries, you go there and they're so like they're so lax and they're so like they want they want you to be immersed into it. Like mm-hmm. I remember when we went to Buffalo and you had your son Christopher and like we're just walking by the Bland's shop and the windows were open and he's like standing on his tiptoes looking through and. Uh, and the guy handed him some yeah some horse yeah the bottle uh, the cap pork. Yeah, the he's bottle cap. and he's nice. got a couple of them too yeah. because nice. you know that journey started uh, we started taking him up there when he was one one and a half two and so he has a couple uh, you know and you know the Blanton's crap everybody knows it's yeah. a horse race and it spells yeah. out Blanton's yeah. so hopefully one day he'll be able to complete his bottle caps yeah. just by that's cool you know being there right that's cool um, but it's uh, just that it's yeah. uh, it's America. Yeah, it, it is. You know, with uh, we're, on, we're almost we have a good, you know, decade or a couple decades left of of these generations. But I mean, you've been there, you've seen it. What do you think? Like, is this going to sustain itself? Are we going to have? Is there sight of a of a continuation of this generational significance to these to these items? Like, we're we have some people that are you know coming near near the end of things so like like i like at detling when i go there i samuel he's 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 told me this son he's like well the one of the sons he's like i am my my goal is to continue this Mm -hmm. and he he you can see it in his eyes he is gonna do it what about these other ones i mean do they have people to keep this going so we can keep talking about this in 20 years from now. What I do you think, think so. You I feel think, it? Yeah, because like, uh, you know, Fred and Freddie know, you know, Freddie is on the forefront of taking, you know, uh, his bottles and his perception of bourbon 
he's pushing that out and a lot of them you can only obtain them from buffalo trace or sorry uh jim beam Mm -hmm. if if it's there and um to be able to go to jim beam sit you know sit on the balcony at the restaurant overlook their grounds Mm -hmm. and uh just to be able to try them Mm -hmm. and it's they're pushing the envelope and just like how the rye bourbon kind of made its splash on you know the scene there's other bourbons that are going to be pushing themselves like this resurrection bottle right here it's you know gone in the in the dust and just set in a dark warehouse and then you know three years ago a company comes out and says hey let's resurrect this and you know they blend six different barrels to make this product and it tastes good it has a good flavor flavor profile that nose is good the finish is good you know for 102 proof it doesn't blow you out the window yeah yeah so i mean to know the to to be able to just taste this product right let's say you get that bottle and you have the wherewithal to know to source that many different things to get this to that point that is super complex right yeah that i feel super like that's complex. just bourbon in general though you know like everyone just it's all for just new experiences and just just crafting the spirit in general, you mm-hmm. know, like taking each other stuff and mixing it together. And, you know, it's, it's times like this where you, you just sit and hang out with friends and you're drinking a bottle and you're talking about, um, uh, paying homage to that bottle and the origins of that. But like, and then just thinking about everything that went into that, you know, in, in separate, um, distilleries and like, dude, until you've been to Kentucky or just a distillery and sat there with friends and like, drank a drink and looked mm. over the grounds and stuff like yeah. it's just it's an experience of no other you know and yeah um dude christopher like I, there's no there's no way in my mind that i can not think that christopher is going to grow it up and like drink bourbon yeah. well right now you know, and, he's stuck on he's not going to drink which is perfectly yeah. fine you know his mm-hmm. my, his mind is at a level that's just it, it supersedes yeah you know a, a typical eight-year-old but yeah yeah um i think our next voyage uh once we we visit all the distilleries that kentucky has to offer mm-hmm. it's gonna i think it's gonna go into the horse side of things for kentucky yeah. because mm. when they took the river boats down the Ohio River from Kentucky to Mississippi and Louisiana to to sell their product. They bought the fastest horse to yeah. make it back hmm. because that was still Indian territory mm. along the rivers. So that's how horse oh, racing that's got, where that is in Kentucky oh. came into play. It's because they wanted the fastest horse to get back hmm. the quickest and to get back alive. Oh, that's cool. So with you know, I grew up with horses and my wife has a love for horses. Um, we're going to. Uh, start that and they actually have a horse trail so you can get a a booklet and get all Mm. your stamps yeah and just like the bourbon trail you Mm. can get that taken care of and i think at the end you get a (laughs) t-shirt which makes it worth it you'll get it just give me a hat yeah and uh it's it's something there dude he was he was excited with that what was that was a little mallet thing that you guys got what was that yeah we uh at another harvest host as we were making our way up uh we stopped and stayed at a uh a harvest host who turns wood and he made him a uh a wooden mallet yeah dude he was excited yeah that he's gonna love that shirt if he was that excited about that that mallet i don't know he's he's seems like he's really into that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so I, i imagine the horse thing would be pretty cool for him and you never know. Maybe maybe he'll change his mind when he gets older, but or just hang out with his dad. Pal will, his, his dad's it, yeah, his pal will change, and he'll have yeah. Yeah, it's all he's eight. It's not like he's 
Yeah, he's exactly. not, he, not that I know of, you yeah. know. Oh, <laughs> I better not wake up oh, and have uh, brown bourbon bottles <laughs> filled with clear liquid. You there's know? no way to tell at your house. There's too much bourbon. There's, yeah. there's no way to tell if he's been drinking it or not. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> he might not like it till he's in his 30s. I mean, it is what it is, yeah. you yeah. know. Yeah, I was never a beer person. And my wife, she was a beer girl and yeah. until she started hanging out with me and... It's uh, she went from a beer girl to a bourbon girl. And oh, this just, is a serious transition. Like it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's a, you got to get the whole big picture. Yeah, you and know? you know she, it's like last night. She's like, oh, you know, I'm like, I made dinner, but she's like, oh, I was thinking about muddling some cherries and putting. Some, oh yeah, I uh, saw you. Yeah, yeah. What'd yeah. you do? It was uh, just a muddled. Uh, since cherries are in season, we uh, she muddled some cherries with uh, some benchmark and mm. topped it with a splash of ginger ale. Hmm. And uh, it was actually really good. Did you shake? Did you left the muddled cherries inside mm-hmm. the glass? Oh, you okay. did, which gave gotcha. it that uh, that rose, you know, complexion, that rose pink red complexion. Nice. And uh, so she just she made herself a cocktail, mm. and that sounds like a a spiked uh, Shirley Temple, essentially, <laughs> right? You do. That's, yeah. that's what it sounds like. I mean, that sounds amazing. So it's a. Uh, yeah, dude. Well, thanks for coming on the show today, man. Yeah, like, man. <clears throat> it's not gonna be the, the last time because. Well, I hope you're, not. You're right. <laughs> you're pretty experienced with this stuff, and you're awesome to talk to. You have so much, so much more to impart. So yeah, uh, we just we appreciate you coming on the show today and filling us in a little bit on the Fortuna. So no, I, I appreciate you having me. It was a it was a good bottle. It was a good pick. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Hopefully, they continue this legacy brand. Yeah. And, um, because they're starting out, you know, and they, yeah. they got shut down, you know, COVID killed their main business, mm. you know, 2020, yeah. you know, um, and they're like, Hey, let's get into this. So yeah. they got into it and they had some connections and, you know, they had some people that knew people, you know, cause some of their, some of the people have ties to, you know, uh, That's deep Turkey and yeah, another good one. It's, uh, everyone's tied to everyone out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're doing good things. Yeah. So hopefully they continue it and we get to enjoy their, um, their offerings for many more years. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're going to keep challenging you is hopefully something that's not in your collection already. So that's you got to look hard. into it. That's I do. Gonna that's going to be tough. No. Yeah. And maybe I'll bring something. Yeah. I got to look. My, my wife's Surprise my inventory us. keeper. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> she's got it. She's got it all documented. <laughs> she does. Well, that's something we need to do. We have to put it on Excel or something yeah. just because I need something on my phone. So when I go in a liquor store, like the other day, uh, I you're was, not buying you're like, Oh damn bottle. it. I yeah. already have that. Yeah. As I was looking at Jefferson's and, uh, trying to get another voyage of ocean. And, mm-hmm. uh, when, cause when we got married, uh, they gave us a bottle of 13 mm-hmm. and that started it to be able, mm-hmm. you know, to go into Jefferson's, yeah. the, the salty and the caramel of, you know, the ocean voyage. It's just, so I saw some bottles and I'm like, Hey, do we have this? Yeah. Hold on. Let me stop what I'm doing to <laughs> go look. And yeah. you know, she's don't like, buy it. Don't buy it. We have it. Yeah, we have it. And that's, that's how you got your bottle of a uh, Jim Beam distiller masterpiece. I saw two on the shelf uh-huh. at this liquor store still at one ninety nine eight eight years yeah. later. Yeah. And I'm like, Whoa. So yeah. I text my wife. I'm like, Hey, do we need this? And she's like, no, yes. we don't. We already have a couple bottles. So I, I sent out a message and Lee, uh, yeah. I could, I could see the blue smoke coming out of Lee's yeah. tires from, yeah. you know? Yeah. So he made it there and Dave made it there yep. and they we both the picked boat. it up and yep. Dave came over. He's like, Hey, you know, Hey Wendy, thanks for uh, telling Greg not to buy it. Cause this bottle sells for like 1400 bucks online. Like, yep. What? Yeah. What? We need it now. I was like, 
No, it's, that's not around. It was. It the was homies a, got them. Yeah, yeah. So, hopefully, you open it one day and you get to enjoy a little sip because man. just like money, you can't Maybe take we can it. Get you, him drunk enough and he'll. I don't know. No, man. you that's, don't. I wouldn't want to. You know, it don't. Yeah. That'd be a bottle I would just sip when it, yeah. it comes to it because, you know, once you reach a certain point, it's. It's, oh, I don't mean for him. I mean for us, and then he can enjoy it later because it's already open. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, but yeah. it's like it's like Jim, like Jim B, man. I yeah, they uh, they follow us. Like yeah, yeah. I really really appreciate a large, you know, entity like them actually noticing us. Mm-hmm. So I like that bottle on the wall. It's my prize until I go there. Right? I need to go there. I need to get a come new with pri- us. I need to get a new prize. Quite frankly, Kentucky um, October. I do. I need a new prize. The week of October 20th. We'll be there. It'll be, you can help celebrate my birthday. Uh, we have that dinner booked with uh, Fred and Freddie No. Right. I need to book that. It's, uh, time, so. you know, so we're going to be going there. We're going to have dinner with them and uh, get to sit down and to talk right. to them. And that's maybe after you get back, you can say, hey, maybe or, I a new you know prize. what? You know what? If, if a signed new prize and yeah. it goes up there and we can actually have yeah. that. You know, and that's, that's why it's like, I go there. It's like, hey, can I try this, this, and this? That way, I can open my bottles. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I've already tried yeah. it. And yeah. then when we do have an event point. at the house, if yeah. something says, hey, let's open this bottle. Yeah, because you know, a a bottle is meant to be shared with family and friends. Hundred percent. And when you open it, you leave it open until it's 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 you know we're either done or the bottle's done. And, yeah. And if the bottle's done and we're not done, then we got to find something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I agree, man. That. Watching the uh, the documentary with um, the guy from who was a neat neat I think it was neat right after watching that um, it changed my entire perspective on like leaving bottles closed yeah like, yeah just the the point when he says you know I went to put the lid on it my dad said what are you doing yeah and then it's a five thousand know, bottle five thousand yeah. dollar bottle of pappy yeah. you know like, so they like, sat there and they drink this. it. And then, you know, a few months later, his dad and his brother were gone. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, they got to enjoy that bottle mm. that yeah. Julian Van Winkle gave him mm. for his, you know, uh, for his state, you know, his worth all at yeah. Buffalo Trace. It's, uh, that to me is bourbon. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people don't realize that all of his charities, um, they, they don't realize that he has charities, but his uh, ginger ale and his... Um, his uh, 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 root beer, uh, his like root that, beer, yeah. yeah. The proceeds go to restore black cemeteries in that area. Really? So it it gives back to the community. Bourbon, bourbon is Kentucky. Well, now it branched throughout the America since yeah. it has to be made in America. But to me, bourbon is Kentucky. Yeah, and Kentucky is the community. Yeah. Well, their taxes and stuff pave roads and stuff out there. Like it. Everything yeah. like, dude. If it wasn't for those distilleries, um, Kentucky wouldn't be what it is, mm. in yeah. my opinion. Because a lot of people like, don't realize it once it goes so into back. the barrel, the, you know yeah. that that barrel is taxed from yeah. the moment it goes in, mm-hmm. all the way until it's dumped, yep. hmm. and they pay taxes on it. Yep. And and all that tax goes into the roads and just just so much different things hmm. um, in that state in general. And so like, it's not it's not like. It's not like Apple where like they take all their money and, you know, they send this, it somewhere else. to shareholders. Yeah. Like shareholders it gives back it, yeah. to the community, not only in its spirit and its product, but like the money that they pay in taxes, like goes right into the community. So yeah, that's bourbon itself. So. That is. And hopefully we get to experience it in October. 
So tell the tell the Mrs. Lee. He's pressuring me. Yeah, you're out. <laughs> yeah. You're out. I'm, I might. I'd be a mite. I'm a mite. You're still a mite. Yeah, maybe. Oh man. Well, listen. We we have the yeah. Airbnb. We it's a three bedrooms. It's big, and I think my wife has a fire pit. I'm not sure. Ooh. So we, we got a fire pit. Airbnb. We got a fire pit at Airbnb. Oh. Yeah. No. So yeah, I think it's through uh, Marriott. It's a Marriott Airbnb. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh cool. Um, yeah, I've seen and, those. It's in the area of Louisville, so okay. we have access to downtown. Can we, we walk ac- to downtown no, or no? No, you tr- we, we'll drive. We have to, okay. Yeah, we'll drive. Gotcha. But in, you know, just the downtown experiences in, in Louisville is, um, they're they're amazing in and of itself. To to go to Mictors, go up to the second floor and say, hey, give me a flight of all your bourbon. Mm. Give me a flight of all your rice. Mm. You know, to, to walk to Louisville Slugger and to see how bats are made and to go, you know, Stitzel Weller. You know, you have your key club that we're in and to yeah. be able to see the little fat groundhogs, you know, digging underneath the rack house of Stitzel Weller, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, as you sit and watch and you, you drink it because they have good pimento cheese dip there. Mm, it's really? yeah. Just to, to be able to snack and drink bourbon and, and see the grounds and mm-hmm. it Louisville, you know, that's a day of in itself. So we're close to that. You know, we're going to be doing buff, uh, Buffalo Trace runs every day just to just to make sure, we, you know, we get what they have to offer. Yeah. And uh, from that, you know, Jim Beam, uh, Four Roses, Heaven Hill, just those. And, you know, the downtown experiences. For sure. We'll make the trip. Well, dude, it's been fun. Thanks, yeah. bro. Thank you, guys. Thanks for coming on today. It was fun. Need you back. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, thanks for joining us. Like and subscribe. We'll throw some links up in the in the video if you want to see the same tabs that we've been viewing. But like and subscribe. Thanks for showing up today, guys. Thank you.